Hi, my name is Eleanor Coyley and um, I'm head of the emergency shelter here in Cork Simon. Eleanor, the rumour standing at the moment is this wonderful smell of curry which there won't is. come across at radio, but tell us what, what this room is for. Well, I suppose um, this room really uh, is every night, it's, it's open every night um, for Supran. So uh, a number of people use the service um, 365 nights of the year. They come basically for some hot dinner and hot food and some fruit as you can see you know we get we see numbers sometimes we can see 50 people coming um, and on average um, I think there's about 25 people a night come to the service. There was a queue when I was walking around the corner there was a queue of maybe 30 people waiting to get in here most of them men and, and some of the people who are here as well would be the rough sleepers the people who can't get into the accommodation here. Absolutely or... absolutely I mean we've seen huge increases um, recently in the last few months to be honest um, I mean in in for September the first three weeks alone um, 61 people have been sleeping rough in the city um, and they've all, you know, experienced at least a night um, sleeping rough. So in comparison to 2013 alone, there, there is a big increase there. The last time I was talking to somebody from Cork, Simon, they were very optimistic because there weren't that many people sleeping rough in the city. What's changed just in 12 months? I mean, from, as I said, 61 this month, um, and we haven't got to the end of it, 68 in August. Um, last September, um, there was 37 people sleeping rough in the city, so it's a, that's a big increase in 12 months. The lads are having their dinner here, so what we might do is we might take a look in the shelter, if that's OK. Absolutely. Hi, my name is Rebecca, I'm 25 years of age and I'm staying here in the Simon community. How long have you been in the shelter, Rebecca? I'm in and out the shelter now about four years, on and off. I've been on the streets, oh my God. When I first came homeless, I was on the streets for like three months, in and out squats now, sleeping underneath churches, in doorways, all things like that. Like, I didn't know what it was like. I was just new to it, but I got wrapped up in drugs and all that, like... Tell me what it's like to to sleep out, to sleep rough on the street without something oh. like this, the shelter where you are now. Oh, my God, it's terrible. It is terrible, especially when it's cold. Now I'm raining. Oh, it's no joke. Like, like if you're off your head, you've no feeling of it, but there's nights there you wouldn't be, and you'll be on your own, and when you're sleeping, when you're laying down, it's just you're thinking, like, what you had... You know, like the comfort you had at home, like and you know, when you had your own, when I had my own place, like how homely it was, and I'd be trying to think of all these kind of memories to keep me going, like oh, I'd wake up then, like to maybe a man could be tapping me, like and telling me, look, the church is starting, and it's okay if you could get up, or it could be just road, you know, from cars passing, and that could wait. Well, Cork is a small place yeah, as well. Yeah. Would you, when you were sleeping rough? Did you see people you knew and did people mm-hmm. see did. you who and knew who you were? I did and it was very, very disgracing. Like I swear I'm not messing like people since I was childhood, friends now and all that, like and they'd be saying to me, like, get up like you're coming home or us and all this, but you have to cut out everything. It's not easy, like it's easy for them to say because they've never been there. But when you're in them shoes, it's not easy. Like before now, like when when I heard of people on heroin and stuff like that. I'd, I'd look down my nose on him, like, and I'd say, oh, God, how could they ever go near that? But little did I know, years down the line, I was going to get wrapped up in it. And now I know exactly what way they felt there and then, like. Mm. But it's horrible, especially, like, if you see even family, John, like a cousin now or an uncle or 
something like that passes for a disgrace. And, and it's not just disgracing me, I'm disgracing my family too. Like I'm nine, I'm 19 years old, I've been in the same in five weeks long. And how did you end up coming here, Nori? Well, basically, I left foster care when I was 18 and like I went back to move with my mum and she like basically told me to fall. So after that, I was on and off homeless out in the streets and then I was getting on the bed list for the Simons and they took me in then, so I'm here today. So how many nights did you spend on the street? I was out homeless for more than two, two months. Two months? Yeah. And where did you sleep? I was out in squats. I was living in squats all over the place. And sometimes, like, I'd get into a friend's house for the night if they let me, like, stay around for the night. And then just street then as well. And when you slept like that, I mean, how dangerous was it for a 19-year-old girl to it's, be sleeping on the street? It's scary. Like, like, sometimes, like, you'd get weirdos and they'd be asking you to come on with them for money and this and that. And I was, like, looking at them, like, I was, like... That's like scared at the start, and then you just got used to the strangers coming up, and you're just like, go away, like. And then, like, it's sometimes at night time you'd wake up and there'd be someone standing over you. Like one day there was this man and he was masturbating over me, and like I was so scared because I didn't know what to do because I was lying there and like seeing him doing that, I was like. How did people view you when they saw you on the street? Like most people thought of me as a junkie. I'm a young girl, like, and I don't drink and I don't do drugs. That's one thing I don't do. I have a daughter, but people looked down at me like I was on drugs and I was this and I was that. Like not everybody is the same. Like everybody turns to drugs for their own reasons. Like, but like I, me, I didn't have any drug. Like and people spat on me. They made smart comments and dirty looks thrown at me. And, like, all because I was homeless. Like, we're not all the same. Everybody's different in their own way. And what about the other people who are homeless out there? Did you get to know them? I know you don't do drugs, and a lot of them would, and a lot of them would have alcohol problems as well, which wouldn't affect yeah. you, but was there sort of a friendship or a camaraderie between between the, the, the different yeah. homeless people? Yeah, like, I, like, became great friends with the group of us. Like, all of us, like... Like, we all had something in common, like, we were homeless. Like, everybody had, like, backgrounds that were similar to me. And some of them, like, like no matter what, like, drugs or alcoholic, like, we were all, like, equal. Like, we treated each other the same. We were a family. Um, what happens next for you? You're here in the homeless shelter now. Yeah. Hopefully now on Thursday I'm getting assessed. And Marie, my key worker, she's after getting me assessed, thank God. So hopefully I get a place, my own place, like two bedroom for me and my daughter, and then hopefully I move on from there to work. Eleanor, we're now in the, the main body of the shelter itself, so just looking around, I mean, there's, there's a shower room here, we've got toilets, there's a TV and a rec room, so the, pretty basic stuff, but this is, this is what people are bedding down to for the night. Absolutely, um, yeah, I suppose, look, it's... Um, the evenings are getting darker and I suppose, look, the cold weather is ahead of us, hopefully not too cold. But, um, yeah, people are, are starting to come back and back to the shelter. Um, they're, they're glad of their beds and their rooms and I suppose they have access to, um, you know, some still food and hot food, tea and coffee. And um, there's, we have a recreation room where they play pool and watch a bit of telly and do the same as the Just rest of the a little bit too. of creature comfort. That's exactly, really it exactly. But it is, it's still pretty basic at the end of the day, I suppose. But what we know is that the, the 47 people who will be staying here tonight, they're really at the, 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 
tip of the iceberg really because all of the other problems are coming up underneath with people who are becoming homeless, families who are becoming homeless. I mean what you can provide here is, is a temporary fix but you're going, to, you're going to need more in the months Absolutely. ahead I'd say. Look we can get options for people and get them out of, of the shelter. Um, it is supposed to be emergency accommodation and for some people um, they're here um, far too long. We're kind of hoping that maybe there'll be some immediate initiative for the winter um, that we can house or put shelter over people, just which is really a basic human right. Um, and that's our immediate hope. I suppose in the long term, we would hope that there would be some housing provided. And um, we are we really are struggling to move people out of the shelter. And the feedback from staff is they're saying no to people, some people at the door now. And like, we're trying to accommodate as much as we can, obviously. That's a really hard place for people to be at the front door saying, sorry, we haven't got room for you.